Good morning, Rock Church. Good to see everybody. Uh, it's almost Happy New Year, but I hope you all had a great Christmas. Everybody have a good Christmas. I hope you did. Amen. Uh, um, and some of you maybe didn't, and, and I'll just be honest with you, I hate to just kind of start right out the gate this way, but uh, my family and I didn't have a great Christmas, and, and it was tough, and we've been kind of getting through it, and I'm going to share more towards the end of the message, but I just want to acknowledge that there, there is, every year, there, there's a group of people that come in just fired up, let's go, 2024, I'm making all the resolutions, and I'm knocking them all down, come on, somebody, there's that group. And I tend to be that person, like, let's go, come on, bang, knock the door down. Uh, but then there's another group of us that walked in today and you barely made it. You barely came in with all of your pain, all your frustration and all of the stuff. And I acknowledge you as well. And I'm in that group today. And so I'm just gonna ask that you would, you would pray with me just a second. I'm gonna tell you about a couple of things and then we'll pray and we'll jump into God's word. But I know today's word is right on time. If you believe it by faith, shout amen. Amen. Um, I want you to come back next week. We're starting a new series entitled The Year That Changed My Life. How many can use a year that changes your life? Yeah, I think any year with Jesus at the center will be the best year you've ever had. And, and Pastor Miles is gonna kick that off next week. Our senior pastor, my pastor, it's gonna be phenomenal. You don't wanna miss it. If there was a time to start coming to church or inviting your friends to church, it's next week. And just make it a priority. And I, and I promise you, if you make God the center of your life, not just one of the things in your life, it will be the year that changes your, your life. Um, also, next week, we're starting a uh, 21 days of prayer and fasting. Hooray! <laughs> Look at the guy in the back side. What, what did he say? What did he say? About snacks. Next week, not this week, next week is 21 days of prayer and fasting and We've done that year after year after year as a church. We just take the first portion of, of, our, of our year and say, Lord, we're gonna, we're gonna fast and pray. Sometimes the fasting gets all the attention and fasting is just simply taking something out of your life that you think you have to have so that every time you feel like you wanna go get it or grab it or eat it or consume it, you remember that God is first. And prayer is, is our first response. It's not our last resort. And so we're gonna pray and we're gonna fast and it's gonna be wonderful. If you want some help with that on, well, what kind of fast can I, can I do? Am I just supposed to walk around just, just like parched all day? What, what am I doing? I've never done that before. Um, text the word fast to 52525 and we have several different examples of fast that you can do. There's water fast, there's uh, all liquid fast, there's a Daniel fast, comes from the Bible and Daniel went on mo mostly vegetables and grains and uh, there, there's all kind, there, there's uh, intermittent fasting and a lot of people do that as well and you may wanna just stretch that window. Lots of examples on, on fasting, that starts uh, next week. But this Wednesday, we wanna kinda kick off our 21 days in prayer off a little early. We have First Wednesday prayer coming up. Come on, clap your hands for First Wednesday prayer. First Wednesday prayer is incredible. We've had a couple of them already. And every time that I'm here, I'm in the room and gather with a bunch of people that came expectant that God answers prayer, something happens. And so this Wednesday on the 3rd, uh, make it a point to come. It will be for one hour from 7 to 8. Can I get an amen? amen? Amen. All right, let's pray together and then we'll get in the word. Heavenly Father, thank you today that this is your day. Thank you that we're, we're almost to 2024, the very last day in 2023, and no matter what this year felt like or, or we went through or we experienced, Lord, we thank you that we didn't have to do it alone. But I acknowledge that there are some people here today that don't have a relationship with you. I pray today they would begin. 
and something new would happen and shift in their life because of you. And so we bless you. Holy Spirit, give me strength today. Give me power. Would you anoint the word and the message and every conversation had afterwards. In Jesus' name, amen. Um, Today, in preparation for the new year, I wanted to do something different that I haven't done before, and I wanted to bring a leadership message. Um, uh, A couple months ago, we had a team conference that was for about a thousand of our kind of high capacity team members, team leaders, and we brought in some speakers, and I had a message, and I was slotted to speak, and we didn't have the time, and so I said, you know what, let me just hold off, we'll let the other people go first, we flew in some people, let, let them, I'll, I'll hold this message, I don't need to speak it, even if I don't get to share it with, with, with whoever, but a thousand of those people, and then over, over the time, I thought, man, that was a really good message, I wanted to share that, and then God began to impress on me that this message wasn't for them, this message was for you. And I'm going to teach you as if you're leaders today. So maybe pull up a chair because this is the type of message I'd bring to the the people that are doing it. The people that are really getting after it. The ones that are going, you know what, I want to be challenged. I want to be pulled up and out towards the next level. You know, hit me a little bit, not too hard, but just a little bit. I want to be challenged. Is that okay? Can I do that today with you guys? I hope this is the right crowd. I think it was. Good. And, and, And why is leadership applicable to everybody? Because there's a person that came for the first time today. You're like, man, I, I came for the New Year's message. I came for the, you know, I'm writing down my five best New Year's resolutions. Where's that? We may, we may get there. But here's why leadership is applicable for everybody, even the person that just walked in and you don't even know what this is all about. Because leadership, look up here, leadership is just influence. That's what leadership is. Leadership is just influence and everybody is being influenced and everybody is influencing. You're a mom, you're a father, you're a a dad, you're a husband, you're a wife, you're a grandmother, you're a business owner, you're a cousin, you're a a friend that's just a few steps ahead of the person that you love the most, you're a mentor. And here's one of my my thoughts coming into this is, I I wonder how many of you kind of do a little survey by show of hands, have ever imagined yourself as a leader before? Just by, if you're real honest, you ever imagined yourself, you know, I, I'd like to be a leader. I think I'm a leader. I have influence. I'd like to be in charge or maybe leading a group or maybe going somewhere or leading a family or owning a business or going to the next level. I see all of them do it. You've imagined yourself doing that before. And I really prayed about this. I felt like the Lord impressed this on my heart. Watch this, that there is potential in the room today. There's potential in this room. There's potential online right now. There are future leaders and CEOs and teachers and politicians. There are future principals and business owners. There are potential social media influencers in the room today. If you believe that, come on, clap your hands. You believe there's potential in the room today. I'm feeling kind of good. Pastor said, I got potential. I believe there's potential in the room today. And I want to help you get ready for 2024 because the very first person and the most important person with potential and that needs to be led is you. Before you lead anybody else, the person that needs to be led first is you. You need to lead you. Before you can lead anybody else, before you influence anybody else, before you lead that business or that idea or you go into 2024 with something special because 2023 was just rough. Before you lead and influence anybody, you got to lead and influence me. That's you. Um, I want to speak to you from the message title, Leading Yourself Well. Leading Yourself Well. 
Uh, when Vanessa and I got married in 2000 and, and uh, oh, hold on, wait a minute, June 10, 2012. I usually say it as a sentence. I usually say it as a sentence. Come on, somebody. wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> me judging me on New Year's Eve, come on. I usually say it as a sentence, June 10, 2012. There we go. We got married on June 10, 2012. We went on a honeymoon. And on the honeymoon, I remember, I don't know if it was in the lobby or they had people outside, but there were people that were advertising while we're on our vacation honeymoon for a presentation. Um, and, and if you sat through the presentation, they would give you a free cruise. Anybody? Okay, okay. And I always feel a, a little bit, you know, I want to be gentle sharing some of these stories because if this is your job, I'm so sorry. Because <laughs> I'm going to be a little hard on you. And, and they're pitching timeshares. And so they say, hey, listen, you just sit for an hour. We're going to tell you about this timeshare. You don't got to buy it. But if you just sit down at the end of it, you get a free cruise. And I'm looking at Vanessa like, bro, let's go. <laughs> like we're on vacation, double down, get another vacation. And we don't have a whole lot of money. I'm thinking I'm, I'm winning right now. Let's go. That one hour presentation. And, and, and I'm more of the risk taker. And she's, you know, likes to plan things out, which is why we work well together. And, and I think I convinced her because I'm a pretty, pretty good convincer. And, and, and she goes with me. We drive down the ways and we get to this presentation for timeshares. I'm a baby, just one hour. I'm just, look, practice with me. No, just practice with me. No, we won't. No, thank you. Give me my cruise. No. It's easy. It's very easy. And so we sit, one hour goes by. I'm like, it's about to, where's the tickets are coming right now? An hour and a half goes by. I'm like, woof. Two hours go by, and this guy, you know, gives us the spiel, and I say, no. Then they bring in the closer, his buddy comes in, I'm like, okay, here we go, let me get my, my real good note, no. <laughs> Give me my tickets. And I can feel, I can feel Vanessa, you know, and, and she's real gracious with me, but I can just feel like the breath is getting hotter for some reason, it's just <sighs> on the neck. And, and, and they fi it finally ends, praise God. I'm not having a good time at this presentation. I'm, I'm not enjoying it. I'm, I'm sorry that we're there. I'm sorry that I'm there. And they bring out this, this coupon. I go, well, that must be the tickets. And the guy goes, well, this is a voucher. And take this home, well, somebody's been through it. I, I got a yeah right over here. They've been there, they've been there. And I got the voucher and they, they said, take this home in about two weeks. I said, brother, no, no, no. In two weeks, we will send you the tickets. And so I, I, I feel the breath. Vanessa's right there with me. So we go home. We don't get the, the, the cruise tickets then. Two weeks comes by, something comes in the mail. It looks like the voucher. I'm so excited. I, I open up the, the envelope and, and, and there's, no tickets in the, there's no tickets in there. It's another voucher, come on. Except this one says, if you just mail in the taxes, then in two more weeks, we will send you the tickets to the crowd. I was so mad, I, just, ah, I tore it up. And we just, total waste of time. I, 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 just, I didn't do my research. I should have asked people. I should have just valued what was going on in our honeymoon and enjoyed our vacation time. What was worse is I took someone with me on, the, on that journey. And, and, and Vanessa is so down with me, but for two weeks, I'm pretty sure I got side eye every time I walked in the room. And she, she probably didn't, but it felt that way. You know, you walk in the room, you're like, is anybody here? We're good? Okay. Just wanna make sure everything's safe when I come into the living room. But I took her with me. I took it, and it's really, here's, here's what I discovered. 
I won't be a good leader. You won't be a good leader, a good husband, father, business owner, uh, uh, boss, CEO, influencer, worth following if you don't first learn how to lead yourself well. I, I, didn't, I didn't lead myself well. I didn't do the research. I, I didn't get myself in a good place and I brought someone with me. It is very hard for anyone to follow a leader who does not lead themselves successfully. So what does it mean to lead myself? It means that you take inventory every once in a while, maybe on December 31st, 2023, before you go into the new year of how you've been doing. How have I been doing in these areas? You take inventory of the things that need to grow, that need to be pruned and stretched and, and, and some of the hard edges need to be worn down because it hasn't been great. You take inventory and I'm honest about my shortcomings and I strengthen those areas. I love this quote by, by D. Hawk. He's the founder, was the founder of Visa. He said, if you wanna lead, invest at least 40% of yourself, your time in leading you. If you want to lead, invest at least 40% of your time in leading yourself. Here's the sad part. No matter how hard last year was, some of you, not all of you, but some of you still won't get better. I just got to be honest with you. Spoiler alert. Some of you still won't get better. It was a rough year, hard year. Maybe it was an okay year. Maybe it was a good year, but you, you want to get better, but some of you still won't get better. And, and here's, my, here's my theory why some people won't get better because you'll compromise what you value most, watch this, for what you want right now. That's the people that won't get better. Those are the people that won't, won't have a shift. Those are the people that won't go from here to here, from here to here, because you will compromise what you value most, my wife, our honeymoon, our time, our quality, for what? Another vacation that's free. I'm gonna compromise what I value most for what I want right now. I, I wanna marry a good guy, but you know what? Let's do bottle service, because this New Year's Eve, girl, let's go out. <laughs> compromise what I value most for what I want right now. I, I, I should be promoted, I want that promotion. Don't they see me? Don't they see my skills? But I'm gonna be up tonight till 2 a.m. watching Netflix and I'll barely get sleep and I'll barely wake up with crusties right here. I'm just gonna, I'm not even gonna shower, I'm just gonna psh, 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 hope no one notices. We notice, by the way. And you're barely gonna get to work on time. But you want the promotion, what you value most, but you compromise to what you want right now. I, 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 want, I want the six minute abs. Six-minute abs, but I, but, I, but I also love Krispy Kreme every single morning. <laughs> the struggle is real out here. Every time I see Dunkin' Donuts, you're just like, Lord, <laughs> rebuke thee. Compromise. Here's the good news. It doesn't matter who you are today if you want to get better. Someone shout, get better. Yeah. If you want to get better, you can get better today if you will lead yourself well. Come on, clap your hands. You know who does that well? Jesus. That's, that's all we got today. He's the only message we got, Jesus. He's the best message in 2023, and he will be the best message we lead with in 2024. Jesus did it better than anybody else. We, uh, we, we, we took a, a trip to Israel some of our leadership team, some of you know that this past October, and one of my favorite spots, we went to many spots, one of my favorite places was the Garden of Gethsemane. And I took some pictures and a video, I wanna show you this video, this is the Garden of Gethsemane, take a look. 
That was mostly me. I get it. That was mostly me. <laughs> and it was my wife. She said, look at my mans. It was mostly me. Mostly me and some garden. Here's a picture of just the garden. There it is. There it is. There it is right there. The garden of Gethsemane. We read about that garden in the Bible. It's the place where Jesus would go to pray. It's the place where Jesus would go to get ready and lead himself before he would lead others. I wanna read it to you in Matthew chapter 26, if you have your Bibles with you. Matthew is the first book in the New Testament, the second half of your Bible. There's an Old Testament and a New Testament. If you're coming for the first time, we're gonna put it up on the screen for you, but in Matthew chapter 26 and verse 36, this is what it says. Then Jesus went with his disciples to a place called Gethsemane, and he said to them, sit here while I go over there. Sit here, don't miss it, while I go over there and pray. What is Jesus saying? He's saying, I need some me time. I need to get me ready. I love in, in Luke's gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, the third gospel account, in Luke 22, it says, per usual, Jesus went out to the Garden of Gethsemane. As usual, uh, what do you do usually? I take the trash out like once a week. That's not usual to me. I walk the dog two times a day, that's usual. Jesus would go per usual to this place and he would tell his disciples, you stay here. I'm your leader. I know I influence you. I get it. Savior of the world. I'm going to the cross soon. But you stay here because I'm going to go there and pray and do what? Lead myself. Get my soul, get my mind, get my heart aligned with heaven so I can carry out what God has called me to do. That's what people with influence do, they, they take time to lead themselves. Before I can be the leader of the church, before I can be, this is Jesus, the resurrected king, I need to get my mind and my spirit aligned with the Lord. I need to get prepared before I go to the cross. There was an assignment on Jesus' life and he had to get ready in order to be great. I love that Jesus understands that he, he knows the power of preparation. I wrote this down. Jesus understood the power of preparation in order to secure the promises of God. What promise, what dream, what miracle has God put on your life that you have not yet gotten ready for? Think about that. What, what, what greatness is on your life or what purpose or plan or promise or miracle or, or something that's been spoken over you that, that God has given you, what, what's there that you haven't done the preparation work for to see the promise through? I, I'm, I'm trying to get you ready. I, I want you to lead you before you do anything else. I, I wanna give you five areas to lead yourself well in and I, I don't got that much time. And so write these down if you're taking notes and I'm gonna make it easy for you. They're, they all start with C. Woo. That's a pastor for you. I'll make them all start with C. Five areas to lead yourself well in. The first one is your character. 2024 is gonna be different. Before I do anything else, I gotta lead me. I'm gonna lead myself well in my character. That's my Christ-likeness. My Christ-likeness. I'm gonna develop my Jesus-likeness. I love 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse one. This is Paul speaking. He says, imitate me just as I also imitate who? Christ. Paul says, you can follow my example because my example is Jesus. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, you can follow me you can, because I have, a, I have a model. I have a savior, but I also have a model because part of leading yourself well means that I take pride in living like Jesus. 
I don't just love Jesus, I actually live like Jesus. So I don't imitate church. I hear it all the time, a bunch of hypocrites. Listen, we got room for one more, come on in. Come on in. We don't imitate church, we don't imitate culture, we don't imitate the, 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 the people out there, we imitate Christ. Um, we have 21 days of prayer and fasting coming up next week, I told you about that at the top of the message. And, and you know why we fast? Because Jesus fasted, that's why we fast. There are many reasons, but he fasted and he told us to fast. And, and so, and here, I know a lot of you, you're not gonna do it and I get it, maybe next year, but I'm hoping that everybody would or as many of you would at least think of it, why would I do that? Why would I wanna do that? But some people won't because you, you've, you've made a decision in your heart and your life that God doesn't answer your prayers. So why would I pray and fast? Why don't you look up here? Sometimes God withholds the blessing because he knows if he gave you the blessing, your character would get smaller. I got the blessing, but I'm worse off for it. He knows that sometimes the blessing will take you to a place where your character can't keep you. I've been elevated, I've been promoted, I've been, I got the house, but you're not gonna take care of it. I, got the, I want the girl, I want the spouse, I want, yeah, but you're not gonna respect her. I got, I got more influence now, I'm in charge. You see the badge, respect the badge. I'm the supervisor. <laughs> You're gonna be a terrible supervisor. Because the blessing came before the breakthrough came in your character. And some of you are going, God doesn't answer my prayers. No, he answers prayers. He always answers prayers, but he answers them like this. No, that's an answer. Yes, that's an answer. Or not yet, keep praying. Because the character hasn't been refined. The character isn't Christ-like. It looks like you, it looks like the world. You look like you, you don't look any different this year. And so people that know how to lead themselves well, they imitate Christ, they lead themselves well in character, they live for Jesus and they live like Jesus. And I know you know this, we don't need any more vampire Christians in 2024. What's that mean? Uh, we want Jesus for his blood, but I don't need him for his life. I'll take your salvation, forgive my sin, but I'm not gonna follow you and live like you and look like you and be kind and gentle and patient. No, that's for those people. But I'll take your free gift. No, the people that are gonna really do it in 2024, that learn how to lead themselves well, they're gonna live and love like Christ. Here's the second thing. I'm gonna lead myself well in my competency. That's my skill set. This is just for the people that wanna get better. Just for those that wanna get better. In Psalm 70, 72 says, and David shepherded them with integrity of heart. With skillful hands, he led them. David shepherded them with integrity of heart. With skillful hands, he led them. God chose David to be king because he led with integrity. What's that? That's his character. But he also chose David because he had skillful hands. He developed his craft. He led sheep, then he was able to lead people as a king. He fought off the bear and the lion, then he was able to fight off Goliath. He had developed a character and he had developed his skill set. Um, uh, my daughter dances, some of you guys know that, and a few months ago they had a, a, a dad's and daughter dance 
It was a promotion to fight cancer, and, and it was dads that, that, dads that Dance Against Cancer, and we had the shirts, and we practiced every Sunday after church. I would go there for, for weeks and weeks and weeks, and we spend an hour every Sunday, and we, we do the dance, dance stuff, and I thought we were pretty dialed in, and they put me in the front row, no big deal. Just a little spin action like this, and... The day came and dads were calling out, talking about my back, ah, just stress. I'm all, bro, what? <laughs> my back is broken spinal, I can't, no. Dads were calling out, but we were in the back practicing and we went out and I just tell you, we did a good job, we nailed it, but we were practicing, we were practicing. We, we took time to develop that. It took months and we kept going after it and getting after it. Here, here's, here's the question for you. How are you developing in your skill set? Only you know what you've, been, what you've been gifted with, what God has given you, not for you, but for him and for others. How are you developing that? Or are you wasting it away? If you're a speaker, then speak. If you're a giver, then give. If you're a business owner, then make that business as big as possible and be generous to the city. Be generous to people. What do you do? What are you good at? You've been given a skill set and the people that are gonna shift into this new year and get better for the glory of the Lord, not for you, but for God's glory, are gonna lead themselves well in their skill set. I'm gonna skip this story because I don't got that much time. I'm gonna go to number three. Here's the third thing I'm gonna lead myself well in, my condition. I told you I'm gonna jam you up a little bit. Uh, I wrote down my fit, capital F-I-T-ness, faithful in my temple, in my fitness, in my condition. Uh, 1 Corinthians 6.19 says, do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you? whom you have received from God. You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. I was watching a podcast recently and uh, there was another pastor speaking and he said he was having a hard time ministering to athletes. He was influential, great communicator, great speaker, well, very, very well known, but he had a hard time reaching athletes. And you know what he said? He said, the reason why I'm having a hard time reaching athletes is because they see me. They can't hear me because they see me physically. I can't break through. Just, I, haven't, I haven't taken care of this temple that God has given me. God bought it with a price. And if you're a follower of Jesus, and some of you aren't yet, but I'm believing you will be today, but those that are, the moment you said yes to God, his spirit comes inside of you. And now everywhere you go, this is a temple of the holiest holies, the Holy Spirit. I'm taking care of my temple. I got called out at our Christmas party a couple weeks ago. Pastor Danny was looking at me and I, I went for the whole dessert sampler. I was just like, let me get them all. Get them all, I want the sampler, give them all to me. And I'm sitting there and he's all, bro, how, how are you not 10 pounds heavier? And I was like, what, huh? <laughs> and it hit me, what influence am I compromising for what I wanted right there in that moment? What influence have I compromised in the people that see me by the way that I live my life, by the way that I consume things, and by the way, it's not just food, it's anything that you consume. What's the condition, the fitness of your mind, your heart, your eyes, your mouth, the people that are taking it to the next level in 2024, they pay attention to what they consume, why? Because the people that are counting on you, they don't just hear you, they see you. They see you, they see you. 
And so here's what we're gonna do. I'm gonna lead myself well in 2024. I'm gonna lead myself well in my character. That's my Christ-likeness. I'm gonna actually live like Jesus. I'm gonna uh, take care of myself in my competency, take care of myself in my condition. I'm gonna lead myself well. Here's number four, in my calling. That's my divine, my divine, divine purpose. Divine purpose. Ephesians four, verse one through four says, as a prisoner for the Lord, then I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling you have received. I love that verse. As a prisoner for the Lord, I urge you to live a life worthy of the calling that you have received. If you're at church today and you came expecting, you need to know and hear from the Lord that you've been called. And you maybe walked in and said, I'm just here because a friend invited me or I don't come that often. No, if you're here, it's because God has a calling on your life, a great purpose for your life, something specific that is just for you, but sometimes because you don't lead yourself well in this area, you don't live like you've been called. I, my, my son has these, Levi had these, these little blue shoes, they're little Nike monster shoes. They had a little monster fluff on the top, they were so cool, and he wore them as long as he could, and the toes were busting out because he loved them so much. A couple months ago, I'm like, Levi, what shoes do you want to put on before we go out? And he grabs the blue monster shoes. And I said, like, Levi, you can't wear those shoes. They don't fit you. And he's like, Dad, no, I'm gonna make them fit. And he came out like, look, Dad, look how they fit. You know what I mean? Just like monster hair on the front and just heels out the back. And I had to explain to him, I said, Levi, no, listen, you've grown. You're bigger. You're stronger. You've developed. Those shoes don't fit you. We have new shoes that have been made to fit the new size of your growth. Some of you, that's a word for you right now. I'm preaching, that's a good word. Because you've been living up to the old way, the old life, but you've been called to a higher standard. God's word says, live a life worthy of the calling that you've been called to. You got a bigger shoe to fit in 2024. Leading yourself well in your calling means that when someone tempts you to live backwards or the devil tries to put fear in you or a family member tries to remind you of who you used to be, you say, no, 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 I've been called by God. I've got a purpose on my life. Jeremiah tells me that he knows the plans that he has for me, plans to prosper me, not to harm me. I, I speak my calling. I am who God says I am. And then I walk it out because that's what great leaders do because there's too much at stake in your life in the new year. Here's the fifth and final C. I'm gonna lead myself well in my community. I'm gonna lead myself well in my community. I, I, put, I put three C's, and Doug, you can go ahead and begin to play. I put three C's because everybody needs a coach, a counselor, and a champion. Every single person needs a coach, a counselor, and a champion because the coach says, come on, let's do it. Let's go, let's do it. But the counselor says, how do you feel now that you've been doing it? And the champion says to you, I always knew that you would be the one to do it. That's the community. That's beautiful. Proverbs 27 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person what? Sharpens another. As iron sharpens iron, so does one person sharpen another. Here, here's the hard close that I shared at the beginning. This has felt like a long year for me personally, for my family. 
Christmas Eve was fantastic. We had a great time together, about 50 of us opening presents and it was great. Kids opening presents, Santa was there, the Grinch was there, it was great. They became friends, they gave their life to the Lord, it was awesome. It was awesome. We prayed together, we opened up Luke chapter two and we read the story of Jesus' birth at Christmas. We went home, we woke up at our own places and early in the morning, after we had just got done, my wife and our kids opening up their presents, my wife got a call that her close cousin, who we had just got done taking family pictures with, who was at the party last night, suddenly passed. And she died at an early age of 44 years old on Christmas morning. And it shook the whole family. And it's been a really hard week. And I got this message to preach, and we got a church that's doing stuff, and people got burdens, and people are celebrating, and it's, you know, it's the most wonderful time of the year but not for everybody, it wasn't for us. We're talking about what's gonna happen next and just you can imagine the stages of grief that everybody goes through that are appropriate stages where you, you, you wrestle with what happened and it was sudden and it's Christmas and she's young and not expected. Well, who has the details? And those, put those over here. But just the frustration, the anger and, and you just, but what's beautiful towards the end of the week as we started sending pictures of different family members in groups of three, went on a hike in, in honor of our cousin, Angelica. My wife went on that hike. My sister-in-law who's over here went on that hike. Group of three. And then a picture of great grandma with her brother and sister and uncles, there's three of them hanging out, talking, having community, encouraging each other. And my brother-in-law is over here with his cousins, talking, having community, just getting it out. There's something so special about this community and people that come together with the heart of God, with the heart of love and fellowship. Because in 2024, you cannot lead me without the we. You gotta have the we. You gotta have the community of people. What, what, what about the people that don't have the friends or the family? Here's what I love about our Lord Jesus. He is the perfect picture of community and the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. God together, three in one, who loves you, who knows your pain, who knows your whole story, and he lived for you and he died for you. So this morning I wake up and it's 5 a.m. and the first person I get to see in the mirror is me. And I have to make the decision, am I, before I do anything else, gonna lead me? There's too much at stake. There's too many people that I love. There's too much potential on my life and the life of the people that I love for me not to get it right. And so if I'm gonna lead me well in 2024, I gotta get my character, my Christ-likeness. I'm gonna live for Jesus. I'm not just gonna love him on Sunday. I'm gonna live for him every single day. I'm gonna be kind and gentle, loving, filled with his spirit and his presence. Be caring, sacrificial, be humble. I'm also gonna work on my competency, the things I wanna get better at. Why? Because God has gifted me. 
He's given me things to do and I'm not gonna waste them. I wanna get to heaven and be able to look at this guy in the face and look at that guy in the face and say, I, I, went, I went all out. I went all out for you, for your glory. It was a calling on my life. Live the life worthy of my calling. It's a condition that I live with. I wanna make sure that my condition of my life, my body, my mind, the things I consume, that I can look at myself with honesty and integrity and character and go, I'm doing okay. I'm not trying to be perfect, but I'm gonna get better. And then I know that if I look at myself in the morning and this is the first person I see and the most important person that I lead, that I gotta have a we. That's you and that's my family, that's Pastor Miles, and that's this beautiful thing we call the family of God. And if you don't know him, I wanna give you a chance to know him. If you don't know the guy who's leading the whole thing, his name is Jesus. And he brought you here for a purpose. I want you to lift your hands up. The better version of your life in 2024 is above you, but it's not beyond you. It starts with Jesus at the center. Once you close your eyes with your hands up, close your eyes, heads bowed. Jesus, thank you for this moment. Thank you for this holy moment. Thank you for this day. Thank you for the people in the room, those online, all of our campuses joining us. We pray that you would bless this house, bless our souls. We thank you that in 2024, we don't gotta do it alone. We go with you. May we lead ourselves well in all of those areas. But if we get one thing right, we gotta get our relationship with you right. And so there's someone here that needs to pray that prayer. Put your hands down, everybody put your hands down. There's someone that needs to pray that prayer for the first time. If that's you, to accept Jesus, to begin a relationship or to recommit your life because you don't wanna go back to the old way of living. You wanna move ahead with Jesus as your Lord and Savior. Once you pray this in the quiet of your heart, just pray, dear God, I admit that I'm a sinner. I admit that I fail. I admit that I mess up every day. But I believe that you love me and I believe that you lived the perfect life for me and that you died on the cross for my sins. I believe that you can forgive me now. I accept your love. Come into my life. Holy Spirit, Spirit of God, fill me up right now. Make me brand new. As everybody's heads are bowed and your eyes are closed, if you prayed that prayer for whatever reason, with all the courage and boldness you have on the count of three, would you lift your hand up so I can see you? I wanna pray a blessing on you. One, two, three, hands going up. Lift them up across the room, awesome. Nice and high, God bless you, 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 awesome. Thank you, God bless you. We'll see you in the back, see you in the top row. God bless you, God bless you, you can put them down. Lord, thank you today for your goodness and your faithfulness and your love for us. We bless you and we praise you. We thank you for all the hands today that just said yes to you, the beginning relationship and a life with you at the center. It's in Jesus' name we pray, amen. Amen. Let's thank the Lord about church. Come on, clap your hands.